and welcome everybody to Dark Feather Gaming. This is our gaming news podcast. This, of course, is Thor here with Doc and Sasquatch Senpai. So this week, let's go ahead and just bite right into the meat of things and talk a little bit about some new gaming announcements and updates. Um, so why don't you start us off there, Sasquatch, with some uh, news in the world of new game announcements and updates? Uh, well, the recently announced Evil Dead, the game, has been delayed for what they are saying is polish, as well as adding a single-player mode. Um, Saber, Saber Interactive's game is now coming out later in February. Um, this is going to be like a Left 4 Dead-style style game with multiple characters from the franchise, Mostly Bruce Campbell, you know, because everyone wants to play as Ash. Yeah. Um, but the game has been officially delayed to February of 2022. Mm. Um, this pushes it back a bit. Uh, it will no longer be completing uh, competing with Back for Blood when it launches, which is probably a good idea. Um, Turtle Rock Studios, who is in charge of Back for Blood, has, you know, made a couple, you know, really, really good games in that sort of genre. And so pushing this back to polish it up, add a single player mode, give you some AI is probably a wise move for Saber Interactive to get into this uh, yeah. this landscape. We also have the abandoned real-time experience app being delayed due to, quote, technical issues. Um, this is a game coming from Blue Box Games, and they have apologized for it. Um, it was going to be an app on your phone. Uh, this game has a bunch of stuff going on about it. Uh, people think it's some like Metal Gear Solid thing. They think it's a Silent Hill thing. But well, there's, there's not a lot really, of info, right? Really, there is not a ton of info. Um, it will be for PS5. So, but yeah, uh, yeah so they've been a lot. Of, most of their teasers have looked like. <laughs> Silent Hill sort of backgrounds like uh, the PT uh, playable teaser um, from a while ago when Kojima's working on a Silent Hills game uh, back with uh, Konami. I think they're the ones who have it. Um, uh, now their current most recent teaser, it looks like, you know, snake behind the title for the game with some text that is blurred out towards the back of it but yeah there really is not a lot on this and it just kind of follows the tracks of what kojima does when he's looking to tease something or release something yeah so who knows but uh there have been technical issues that has forced them to push back the release of it um the app only features the message check back soon and that is about all that's going on with it. We have news on the Diablo 2 resurrected open beta. Which oh, yeah. Starting um, would be next week. There are multiple ways to get into it. Pre-ordering the game will get you into it. There will also be a deal on Twitch using the Twitch drop system. Um, mm -hmm. If your Twitch account is linked to your Battle.net account and you watch two and a half hours of the beta on Twitch, you will be given a key to uh, drop to your Twitch account to collect and then enter into Battle.net to be able to download and play it yourself. 
Hmm. Um, there'll be five classes available. Uh, be able to play it all. There's no level cap or anything. So uh, the first two acts are no level caps. So I guess you could get as strong as you possibly hmm. want, but only in the first two acts. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much what there is going on with there. The early access will kick off the 13th. So I guess tomorrow, really. Is that tomorrow? Nice. Yeah. Today, yeah. T- time so, of release today, time of recording tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so August 13th at 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific Daylight Time is when it will officially launch. So if you have not pre-ordered it, you can just give it a quick watch for two and a half hours. Just, you know, abandon your computer for two and a half hours <laughs> to do something or watch it for two and a half hours, whatever you want. They also have... Um, remove the peer-to-peer multiplayer options in the game as well it'll be completely server-sided but peer-to-peer was a way that people were able to bypass the servers completely and play with just friends based on an ip connection that has been completely removed from the beta as an option to play who knows if that will be returned back in the final release of the game but at least for the beta it will not be present so you will be playing on servers and have to get your friends in via invites and stuff like that Mm. we also have a uh a weird game coming out (laughs) Um, nerf legends it is a (laughs) sci-fi shooter utilizing nerf guns amazing Um, this looks awesome it looks janky as fuck (laughs) (laughs) um is it is a, a sci-fi shooter aimed at a much younger audience so pg and up um no blood no stuff you're you're shooting nerf guns it's a it's a sci-fi uh shooter so in the trailer you can see multiple players skins you can see multiple different types of enemies they showcase a few of their ultra and mega guns from their nerf gun lines i don't know what those even mean <laughs> but there's like a shotgun a gun a sniper rifle all of your normal sci-fi or just normal shooter guns, but shooting suction cups. So if that is something you're interested in, if you want to give your kids a shooter to play, um, it will just be a single player campaign against evil robots with 19 levels. So uh, it will be launching on PlayStation 5, Xbox uh, Series XS, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. So, oh, there's also a 4v4 team battle and an eight-person free-for-all. So nice. you can go shoot friends. I'm sure we'll see an eSport for Nerf Legends at some point. Uh, also, probably, probably the weirdest news is um, <laughs> there is a new game studio on the way, Eyes Out. Um, and it is being helmed by the guitarist from the Nine Inch Nails and the Spec Ops, the line game director. Nice. And they're hoping to make a cosmic horror game. Um, buy it. So, yeah, uh, uh, Spec Ops, the line was a fantastic game. Um, Davis, who is uh, Corey Davis, who is the who was a creative director on Spec Ops Line, has also worked in multiple other games such as the Fear, uh, the Fear series, and Condemned to Bloodshot, um, which are horror games, are fantastic horror games actually, as well as the VR horror game Here They Lie. So uh, there is a trailer for it, but it's mostly just some dude screaming in a desert. That's literally it. <laughs> 
uh robin robin fink is the guitarist himself so i don't uh i don't know exactly what they're trying to do i don't know exactly what cosmic horror means but uh maybe you need to be on some peyote who knows <laughs> And finally, we have reports that <laughs> Take Two is working on Grand Theft Auto Remastered trilogy. Um, this would be also released in the Switch. Apparently, um, this will be Grand Theft Auto Three, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Uh, nice, the three best, is, ga- the three best entries. This is kind of following Take Two, uh, throwing out a whole bunch of cease and desists and dmcas against modders for these older games as well as a fan made remake of grand theft auto 3 they probably should have just hired him because he's probably further along than them but you know their take two is kind of greedy man but yeah so this will be made in unreal engine apparently they will feature a mix of both old and new graphics whatever that means so maybe it'll be like a toggleable switch much like the master chief collection lets you switch back and forth between the old and new engine on the fly um, maybe that will be an option in these remastered remade grand theft auto games but mm. we'll find out but it'd be nice to be able to go back and play them you know where they don't look like you're playing on a fucking potato <laughs> nice and that is all I have for any sort of new games and uh, game updates. Nice. Well, let's go ahead and take a look then at uh, this week's legal debacles and controversies. Uh, well, more people in Blizzard are uh, getting the axe. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I saw that. So some continuation uh, on last week. Yep. Uh, Blizzard uh, confirmed that Louis Bariga, Jesse McCree, and Jonathan LeCraft are no longer with the company. Uh, this was specifically following their um, participation in the quote Cosby suite, wasn't it? Uh, yep. Yes. Uh, Jesse McCree uh, specifically was in the 2013 picture. Uh, These guys are fucking idiots. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Um, Anyways, Justin McCree, namesake for Overwatch's uh, Cowboy Fighter, and was also a designer on Diablo 4. Um, Diablo 4's game director was Louis Bariga, and uh, Jonathan LeCraft was a World of Warcraft designer. Um, I do recall seeing that now Overwatch League announcers are refusing to say McCree's character name, um, as well as there have been fan petitions to get the character renamed. So um, things are going great for Blizzard. It's like it's, it's great. So you mean weird. the opposite? <laughs> yeah, like, so weird for me that it's this Blizzard side and Activision had nothing to fucking do with it. For real. That's I thought this was gonna be oh, what the <laughs> fuck did Activision do now? And I was wrong. <laughs> I mean, I guess it was happening under their overall name, so yeah. I guess that's what they did wrong is they <laughs> bought part of Blizzard emerged. Yeah. Because they're um I mean they're they're shitting the bed worse than somebody who took a sleeping pill and a laxative. 
<laughs> oh god. So what do you have for legal debacles and controversies, Sasquatch? Welp, uh, following up on the huge hacker thing that was going on, dealing with Titanfall and Apex Legends and Titanfall 2, um, one of the people who has been praised for saving Titanfall might also have been the person attacking it. So dun, dun, there was dun. a huge document released, um, a 40-page PDF regarding what is known as Operation Red Tape. And this is following a few people who helmed this entire thing. And what they were trying to do was revive a canceled free-to-play spinoff of Titanfall. Um, this was a really complex plan they were trying to do. They were trying to take down the Titanfall servers, the original ones, which they have successfully done. Like, there's no way to access them for people. There's, like, blacklists where if certain players or streamers join, um, bots with uh like certain strings of characters and their names will jump in and crash the servers uh because you know that's great server infrastructure right there <laughs> what they're trying to do is get respawn to hand over access to the servers for them to fix it themselves and mod it as they see fit and respawn's not doing it uh, they just also really don't care um yeah they're discord became public where they were doing all of this stuff members of the server itself uh who were participating in like trying to save you know the games because that's what they thought they were doing were unwillingly participating in the destruction of the games that they enjoyed jeez uh one of the one of the main people uh has been really public in his desire to be hired by respawn um and he was trying to get access to the source code for the games to help revive the canceled game. So it's been a giant fucking shit show. Yeah, it's quite entertaining. I haven't quite seen anything like this before. But uh, yeah, if you're playing Titanfall or Apex, good luck over the next little bit. As it <laughs> seems Respawn does not have a really good infrastructure set up for their servers, nor any sort of security. Yeah, sounds like it. We also have a, uh, a glitch in a Fortnite emote. Um, there was a two-person emote where you can give a hug. But uh, <laughs> if you crouch right before executing the emote, your head goes in for something else. Oh, my. <laughs> there are videos <laughs> of it. And uh, Epic has removed the emote um, <laughs> from the store and People who have purchased it can no longer access it. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I could, I have not seen any of the videos, but I could, I could picture exactly what, what you know, happened. exactly what's happening. It's like in RuneScape, um, there's these lamps called celebration lamps. And when you rub the lamps, they like shoot out a bunch of like sparkling fountain. Oh, no. it, it's like a like a fireworks that it just sprays out, and you literally like hose out. And it's not unlike or the the champagne bottles in Final Fantasy fourteen, and the stuff people do with those, I can just imagine. Yeah, it's a blowjob emote. That's what this. They should have just embraced anymore. it. I mean, someone was embracing something. 
Uh, we also have um, a hacker group who hacked uh, Gigabyte, um, a big hardware manufacturer for AMD and Intel. Um, they have had 112 gigabytes of kind of uh, just just of information stolen, and this is various patents um the infrastructure the builds for all of their products which this goes back to amd and intel's stuff as well since they're producing products for amd and intel using their systems everything about amd's processors their gpus has been leaked and intel's chipsets for cpus have been leaked as well f um the hacker group known, known as Ransom X, that's Ransom EXX because they're edgy as fuck, uh, want to sell the data like they always do or try to blackmail Gigabyte for it. So um, recently we have seen companies not give a shit and not care. I mean, it's corporate policy not to use this information if it was given to you by an outside group. You know, corporate espionage, stuff like that's not okay. So they're not going to get anything for this. But it seems that in this new era of work for home, people can't secure their fucking shit and are giving backdoor access to their employer's servers. You can't be that surprised. I mean, I figured there'd be some sort of encryption, but apparently not. We also have Dr. Disrespect, the former disgraced Twitch streamer, then Twitch streamer, then kicked off Twitch for no apparent reason again um, on YouTube or something now. I don't know where he is, but he is hoping to create his own development studio. Um, And what he wants to do is partner with mega influencers, in quotes, his own words, to build their dream game. So what he wants to do is use a studio to build a game that all of the big streamers can bitch and complain about that when they play it, but it's exactly what they wanted to to play. So um, he did used to work in the video game industry for Activision as a design a stage designer for Call of Duty. So. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, so he he's been in the in the industry before. I mean, his knowledge on level design is good, but his knowledge on playing a game is pretty terrible, and he's just kind of <laughs> dumb and an angry person. I don't like watching him. I've seen a few things of him. He just seems like an asshole. I don't even know if yeah. it's an act. I think he's just an asshole. Well, I mean, I've played some maps in like especially old school Call of Duty games where I'm like, whoever designed this map is an asshole. So could be. Um, He was quoted on saying at the announcement of this that uh, the studio plans to forge a partnership with a select list of mega influencers and then work closely with them to launch their dream gaming title. Those gaming titles will either be incubated and developed or partner co-developed with existing indie game developers and launched as mega titles. So it sounds like he's trying to get um, indie developers interested in as well, perhaps to work on stuff and, you know, try to promote their games to be something larger than they were initially thought to be. Mm. So, uh, a lot of, a lot of games already kind of do this with people. know who people who are influencers, they'll like put them in ad campaigns, get them to play betas, give them keys to stream the games for a while and stuff like that. So there are also, there's also, uh, 
You can also go apply for a job at the studio if you really want. Um, it seems to have some weird requirements, though. I'm not going to go over them. You can just head to his website. He has his own website now, and if you really want to, you can try to work with him. So probably be a shooter or something. And that is all I have for any sort of legal debacles or anything like that. Nice. Um, what else did you have on the? Uh, there was something else I know you had for the uh, the streaming news or Twitch news. Oh uh, yeah, um, they're going to now give streamers more insight into suspensions they receive. So, hmm. speaking of Doctor Disrespect, now if you receive a suspension from Twitch, they're going <laughs> to let you know exactly when and why. Except they probably still won't tell him when and why. <laughs> so they're like, this isn't retroactive. This is just from here on out. Yeah. So um, as uh, three days ago, um, any sort of enforcement of suspension you get, you will receive a notification and they will tell you the contents and the dates of the violation to ensure that you know exactly what you did wrong in their eyes. So. That's an improvement. Yeah, that's fair. That's um, yeah. yeah. This is also following. <laughs> this is also following a push out where people in a stream can manually flag it for a DMCA. So uh, hopefully this will help stop that because hmm. that seems like something that can be abused. Yeah. So some updates in uh, the MMO world and in Pokemon. Um, just a quick update to what we discussed in Pokemon Go last week. Uh, Niantic did put out an official statement and it started out discussing the other changes they had made and support for it, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then they ended their statement with, and I quote, um, However, we have heard your input loud and clear, and so to address the concerns you have raised, we are taking the following actions. Uh, we're assembling an internal cross-functional team to develop proposals designed to preserve our mission of inspiring people to explore the world together while also addressing specific concerns that have been raised regarding uh, interaction distance. We will share our findings of the task force by the next game season change, September 1st. End quote. So basically, they're like, all right, we understand, and we're looking into it. Um, looking, looking into something they did? Yeah, I don't, I don't, they're like, we're making a special task force. So I'm like, dude, people just like, don't want to have dick for distances. That's, I don't, you don't, you don't need a task force for this. It's pretty cut and dry. I don't know. Then um, on our Final Fantasy XIV news, we just kicked off today, time of recording, the Moonfire Festival for 2021. You can start it in – excuse me. You can start it in the upper decks of Limsa Lamensa. Of course, you need at least level 30. The prizes this time are some food items uh, like usual. The housing item is a mask stall, and we finally have a mount again in the form of a polar bear. So um, if you want your polar bear mount or uh, the mask stall, now is your time to jump into the Moonfire Fairy Festival. 
And then in RuneScape news, of course, it's double XP weekend right now. So or double XP live. It goes on for more than just a weekend. That's running right now. Um, and then upcoming here in just a couple days, we have uh, some new updates to archaeology in the form of a new mini dig site. Um, this is going to start from August 16th. Um, you'll need a minimum of 60 archaeology to get started, and there'll be some quest requirements uh, because it is going to be taking place in uh, Centiston. So um, there's going to be a total of 18 new artifacts to find, eight new collections and a new collector, three new mysteries, and five new research tasks, as well as one new relic. All right, and that's going to do it in our MMO World news. So our next section is going to be um, – oh, uh, almost forgot our TV and movie updates. Um, do we have any? Wait, yeah, you have – I, I, I know have, you have I one. Have one. Yeah, yeah. Um, Idris Elba recently tweeted a picture of Knuckles' fist saying knock-knock. So it seems – and it has been confirmed that uh, Idris Elba will be voicing Knuckles in Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Woo. That seems like a weird choice, but I mean, I whatever. I think it's weird, but I th I think it could be good. I'll take it. I can I can I can I can picture that and actor. yeah, I can picture that and it like it works. I think it works. I'm I'm excited to hear like a a trailer or something for it. I mean, he was great in uh, he was great in the Suicide Squad, which is by the way a fantastic movie. You should go see it. But. Uh, <laughs> but just going from going from blood sport and being an assassin and murderer <laughs> to I am Knuckles. <laughs> I mean, Knuckles kind of was an assassin at one point. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be one in Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I don't even know if that's going to be in there. <laughs> I, I seriously doubt they'll follow the plot line of Sonic the Hedgehog 3 and Knuckles, but hey, I'd be cool with that. Hmm. Yeah, you never know. Um, however, the movie is supposed to drop on April 8th of next year. So um, we got a little time to, to voice and work on it. So nice. So what do we have in the world of Sony and oh, PlayStation? Oh, oh. Uh, I mean, I guess this one works kind of in both of it. Yeah. Um, the long awaited Sony acquisition of Crunchyroll just went through. Oh, yeah. Um, it's been officially purchased for $1.175 billion um, from AT&T. Um, so now two of the larger anime streaming sites, uh, Funimation, Funimation and yeah, Crunchyroll, yeah. are going to be under the same roof. Um, no idea what's going to happen if Funimation and Crunchyroll are going to merge because Funimation is, like a, is also a studio who produces anime as well just like crunchyroll has dipped into over the last couple of years um so who knows what's going to happen they're still awaiting the antitrust lawsuit that had been filed by like hulu and disney and uh what's the other one high dive i believe um but they're like fuck it we're not going to wait we're going to go through with this purchase and both sides agree to it so yeah hmm. um <clears throat> Uh, 
Kenichiro Yoshida of Sony said, anime is a rapidly growing medium that enthralls and inspires emotion among audiences around the globe. The alignment of Crunchyroll and Funimation will enable us to get even closer to the creators and fans who are the heart of the anime community. We look forward to delivering even more outstanding entertainment that fills the world with emotion through anime. So also, uh, also kind of spilling with this acquisition is that Sony was testing the idea of having a slightly more expensive PlayStation Plus package that also included various streaming services, one of which would include Crunchyroll and Funimation. So. I, I, I was going to say, when I originally heard about this, it just said um, Crunchyroll, but if it was like, if it was Crunchyroll and Funimation, and if, say, it was like, um, I don't know, I, I, they're both around like seven or eight bucks a month, right? You know what? I don't even so, know how much Crunchyroll costs me. It's just on autopay. So, I, I, I mean, if it was like, if you had both of them normally, it'd cost probably about 20, close to 15 or 20 bucks a month. So, if it was like an extra five or ten dollars a month on top of the monthly fee for a PlayStation Plus, I think it'd be, I, I mean, I would do it. If it was, I pay by the year, but if it was, you know, instead of the 60 bucks for a year, if it was like 90 bucks or something, I think it'd be worth it for getting both Funimation and Crunchyroll. Honestly, it's a weird spot because anything on Funimation uh, isn't guaranteed to be on Crunchyroll and anything on Crunchyroll isn't guaranteed to be on Funimation and uh, vice versa. So um, how they're going to manage that will be interesting. Hopefully they will be merged because there's stuff on Funimation I'd like to watch. Um, Crunchyroll is the one I do pay for. I don't always pay for Funimation just because meh there's like one or two shows on there i'd want to watch but well, crunchyroll is usually where i consume all of my anime and stuff anyways so and so that i picture them if they were going to merge them quote unquote they'd be doing something like tantamount to what disney does with disney and hulu and espn where you can take all three of the platforms and mix and match packages with them and all you know what i mean you can get one or you can get two or you can get all three and all different combinations of having ads and not having ads there's like fucking nine different packages you can get now yeah i was just thinking more along the lines of it's all the like their disney plus and hulu and espn thing is kind of a it's similar but not because those are all vastly different uh, types yeah. of media you're consuming. Whereas Funimation um, is anime. Crunchyroll does have some live action uh, dramas. It also does house uh, manga as it's released or special editions as they're released and stuff like that. So who knows? I think Crunchyroll is the larger subscribed name as well over Funimation just because it's in more countries while Funimation is more region locked because Sony does weird fucking shit all the time. So, yeah, who knows? Hopefully this also doesn't mean that Crunchyroll is going to become more region locked and stuff. And this Ooh. is why everybody needs to buy some sort of VPN. So that's it on Sony. How about uh, Microsoft and Xbox? Uh, Microsoft is finally testing a customizable night uh, night mode for consoles and controllers. Nice. Wait, and controllers? And controllers. I have no idea what that fucking means. Yeah, what? <laughs> but yeah, this is being pushed out to people who are beta testing the OSs on the consoles. Um, so you can finally turn on a night mode. Um, I don't know what actually... I don't even know what the One or Series XS 
uh, interfaces look like. I don't know if they're actually bright or not, but I'm assuming there's green everywhere because that's kind of Microsoft's Xbox thing is, you know, green. Mm-hmm. So maybe it'll just be a darker green that's easier on your eyes, depending on time of day or a lot of stuff. We'll just sensor with a, we'll just use the a camera sensor to see how dark it is and adjust via that sort of way or you can just always have dark mode on because you don't want your eyes to die whatever Mm -hmm. but yeah so xbox is finally getting one does a does playstation have a night mode at all um no it doesn't have a night mode but you can change like your themes so that you you can you can go in and you can change so there's different themes that have different backgrounds and then you can change it to where your icons are either uh, black or white or have different text highlighting on the back. And then so you, you can kind of go in and just adjust everything manually. I think you can also set the controller lights to be dim yeah. or bright for a night mode. I don't know if you can change like a time of day setting, but you can like adjust the brightness. I've never I always keep them on dim to save battery power, so I've never really messed with it. But yeah, it doesn't have like a just a mode that clicks uh, from time of day. It's just you can adjust your theme to be darker, but nothing that's like time of day based where it switches um, uh, back and forth automatically. You'd have to go in and do it manually. Come on, Sony, get with it. Even Twitter and Facebook have dark modes. Well, I mean, it's you can change your theme to be a dark mode. It just doesn't do it like it doesn't detect. Oh, it's five p.m. Time to switch. Right, but see the, the the point of that though is it's also easy on your eyes because you want the brighter screen if it's brighter in the room because then it causes less strain trying to read and process the information on the screen. Yeah, but uh, it's the same dark mode in a, a darker environment. Well, yeah, but I'm saying that the the dark mode on Twitter and Facebook doesn't go automatically either. You still have to auto, you still have to like manually go and toggle between dark mode or normal mode. Well, anyways, Microsoft's X Cloud game streaming service is officially coming to the Xbox app for P for uh, Windows PCs. So games that are listed um, to be streaming on the cloud will now be able to be accessed on the PC if there's not a PC version available. So this is a lot of console games, um, a lot of a lot of uh, games that people might want to play on PC that aren't available. Well, now you'll not have access to it. You'll just be streaming. <laughs> um, I know PlayStation Now streaming was actually pretty decent. It actually worked fairly well. I was able even. I was even able to stream gameplay from PlayStation now without any sort oh, of nice. input lag or any noticeable input lag. Um, but I'm sure Microsoft, who houses their own servers and has their own huge server infrastructure, I'm sure they have something set up to where you're not really going to have an issue streaming games from their service. So. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. The updated app currently is only available to Xbox insiders, but you can also just join the program no matter what at what time or mm-hmm. just wait until it's pushed out here in the next month or two yeah well neat uh, it looks like we have a couple other uh uncategorized interesting headlines yep so as uh <laughs> expensive games be continue selling um we have a new top seller for a Super Mario Bros. copy, it has sold for two million dollars. Wait, what? A copy of 
Mario Bros. for the Nintendo Entertainment System has sold for $2 million. Is it sealed? No fucking idea. Wait, because I have... Because I, 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 I have an extra copy of Super Mario Bros. But is it and, a rare Super Mario Bros. copy? But what, 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 what makes it rare? It's just, I mean... I'm like, is my Super Mario Bros. extra copy that's just laying there, like, worth fuck tons of money? Is that what's going on? Am I just sitting on the box? Do you have the original box? Because that's I don't think so. I don't think so. So It's it's probably a sealed copy. Like this is a sealed, graded copy. Uh, Oh, okay. Well, I get that. I know it's. I know it's my like my played used copy wouldn't be worth two million dollars. But that makes me wonder: is this thing worth like a few thousand dollars? Oh, absolutely not. You're gonna get like ten bucks for it because without like boxes and the packaging, like to even start making money, it needs to be sealed. Okay. Like the difference between the opened Secret of Mana uh, SNES copy I have and the sealed Secret of Mana SNES cost I have, uh, SNES uh, copy I have is about $8,000. Wow. Because it came in a sealed box. Yes, yeah, I usually don't worry about it because all the stuff I collect, I don't really intend to resell. I just keep right. it for my collection, so I don't care about opening boxes. So I never really think about any of that stuff. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I think about selling my Power 9 Magic cards all the time just because that would buy me like three houses, but <laughs> probably won't. Because those will just go up and then eventually I'll be able to buy 30 houses. Yeah. Yeah, I have some Pokemon cards that if I really wanted to let go of, I could do really well. But also like, well, I don't want to let go of them and they're only going to keep increasing in value. You can't, you know what I mean? They're... It's it's the, it's the problem of hor- video game hoarding. I don't know when I'll need this, so I'm <laughs> yeah. going to keep it. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. We also have just a little bit of news on how many people Apple employs for their App Store submission checks. Yeah, this was interesting. Um, it seems that every um, Apple has one of the most secure uh, app stores in the market, be it you know for Android, uh, iOS, or any other device you might have, like a knockoff Android tablet or something like that. Um, but Apple actually has 500 people that they do employ to manually check every submission to the App Store to make sure that they meet their uh, quality standards. That is not surprising at all because it is a um, pain to get anything published on the Apple App Store. I mean, it makes sense. It, I mean, you're not going to find you're going to you'll find crappy stuff once in a while, but it's not going to be on par with going through like Google Play where it's just like, oh, and here's, you know, something that's going to mm. mine all my data and sell it to someone in Georgia. And not Georgia, U.S., Georgia over former yeah. Eastern Bloc, Russia. <laughs> but yeah, this news came out um, recently in the ongoing legal battle between Apple and Epic. So Nice. All right, well, I think that's going to do it for us for news this week. Um, what have you guys been playing this last week, uh, Sasquatch? You know that meme where it shows that dude who's just like lonely standing in an empty pool 
sitting on a swing, <laughs> sitting on a bench, long, looking longingly into the distance. All right. I know that one. That's been me thinking about New World and just waiting for it to come out. <laughs> um, otherwise, I did play the Back for Blood beta um, last weekend. The second beta is starting just now, um, going through this weekend as well. If you like Left 4 Dead, if you like uh, team-based zombie shooters where you run through a level, um, it's fantastic. It's honestly really cool. The card system in it's fantastic. Um, you shoot uh, each of the four players choose a character you play as. They have an individual personal buff as well as a team-wide buff. Then you also have a deck of 15 cards you play. And as you wander through the levels, you can pick up a Intel pack, which gives you a random card from your deck or another random card completely. Or you can purchase an extra card to add to your stockpile. And then after each little section in your play session, you get to you draw seven cards and pick one from them. Um, it allows you to make actual builds in a game like this. Um, the weapons are upgradable as you go through them. There's a ton of weapons. It's not like Left 4 Dead 2 where you had, what, like five weapons. This game has like 30 weapons, various melee, shotguns, sidearms, uh, pistols, stuff like that, uh, assault rifles, heavy machine guns, sniper rifles. It's been a ton of fun uh i mean the monsters are pretty much you know your boomer spitter whatever from left for dead but they have a few more things the mult the, the pvp was eh, it was okay it's like a weird survival mode four versus four um best two out of three so i've also been playing valorant and a little bit of final fantasy 14 maybe the diablo beta this weekend if i get around to sitting through a stream for two and a half hours Nice. How about you, Doc? Uh, well, I played a lot of Guilty Gear. And then we discovered that the uh, the Streets of Rage 4 DLC was ready to go. And uh, I have put quite a few hours into survival mode. It is so much fun. Oh, my God. I did that last night. Right? It was fantastic. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, were you in the... Uh, what's Cameron was Cameron playing with you yeah he hadn't played it before I convinced him to buy it so we can play through a co-op um I didn't have all 17 of my characters because I had to play through uh their servers were being fucking wonky so I had to play through screen sharing with him so we had a couple we had the base characters and then I played through as Estelle when he we beat the base game and he's like wait is that him like yeah just get the DLC and play some survival we played that for like another hour and a half which is you're right. It's fantastic. It's really fun and it's really simple and it adds little power up things. Yeah. And uh, I tried out Rue. I was so happy that they put him in because I was so upset that they didn't. <laughs> um, like that, that, that kangaroo builds combo. There's, I remember seeing an upgrade where you deal like 90% less damage, but for every combo on your combo meter, you do 2% extra damage. Yes. So that would probably stack fairly well as long as your partner is not getting hit and breaking your combo. Right. Or as long as you're not getting hit and having your well, combo broken. Well, I noticed like your combo's shared, so... Yeah. Both it's, gotta, well, both it's, be good. it's shared, but it's not. You each have your own separate one because it'll it'll track each of your own score, right? Um, but only first players combo is shown. Oh, 
I did not know that. Yeah, it's it's actually been like that since since it came out. All right, guys, you got to fix that. You got to put a combo meter on each player's side. Yep. And then like for third and fourth player, too, because that is a thing. I guess technically that could be a thing. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to cram four people around my switch or my computer for it. But I mean, I guess screen sharing would work with that many people. Yeah. Ah, You could do screen sharing with that many people. You know what I'm you, you thinking what I'm thinking? Uh, I'm about to go buy some Jack in the Box tacos because I'm hungry. Ooh. Oh, no, I want tacos. Tacos do sound real good. Damn. I'm so <laughs> full. I already ate dinner and now I want tacos. Fuck. Dude, your body don't care. If there's tacos, you want tacos. Well, I haven't really been playing much this week. Um, Final Fantasy fourteen, a little bit. Um, mostly a lot of RuneScape because it's been double XP, so I've been grinding that out. But I've been getting back to work this week, so it's been pretty busy. Um, so my my story this last week is not interesting. It's just a lot of double XP RuneScape. But I have almost maxed my archaeology out, so there's that. That's still a skill. I don't know what it does. It so does. I, think I installed it. I logged in. I'm like, why did I do this? And I logged out <laughs> once. I remember you like gave me a thumbs up or something on Steam when I <laughs> start, when I played when it. When you <laughs> opened it on Steam, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I liked archaeology. It, it took a second for me to understand like what it did and what the point was because it's not like a gathering skill that's as traditional, but it's it's actually very very useful. Um, it has a lot of neat perks. Um, but it's a little complex to get started. It, I I argue that it probably should have been made an elite skill instead of just a normal skill because it's. But it, it's uh, I like it because it works a lot of. Uh, they changed up how mining and smithing works, and uh, archaeology has a lot of nuances from the old mining and smithing um, that works really well. All right, so it looks like that's going to do it for us for this week. Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in. Don't forget to like and subscribe everywhere listed in the description below and our main page at facebook.com slash gaming. Thanks so much, and have a great weekend. Have a good night. John A.